Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the first book of Samuel, that is Shmuel Aleph, Perik Yudtes, that is chapter 19. And in this chapter, um, the enmity that and hatred that Saul, Shaul, felt towards David is going to come out in the open. Until now, in the last chapter, Shaul was looking for all sorts of of backhanded ways to pretend on the outside that he liked David by, by promoting him, by giving him his daughter in marriage, and by making him the general of, over his troops and so on, while he was, what he was really trying to do was um, by having him marry into the royal family and setting him up as general and sending him out to fight, he was trying to get him killed by the Philistines. So until this point... Um, it was, it was not out in the open. In today's chapter, the hatred is going to come out in the open. And, and Shaul is going to make it clear that he considers David to be his enemy. Now, just remember, at this point, um, Shaul can still, because it's not yet out in the open, he can still turn around. He can still say, let me accept David. Let me embrace him as a leader. Let me bring him on board. Both my son, Yonatan, Jonathan, and my daughter, Michal are, are, are close with him. This, the people love him. He's successful as a general. He's, he's helping the kingdom and so on. Shaul still has that choice, but he makes it more and more difficult for himself to choose any other path. Um, so let's see what happens in chapter 19. And by the way, another thing to mention is that at this very point, it seems like David has has been either deliberately naive or just naive in not recognizing that Shaul was the enemy um, or that Shaul hated him and wanted to get rid of him. But soon it will become obvious to David it will be impossible to deny that Shaul is out to get him. So Shaul spoke to Yonatan, his son, and to all of his servants. So now... Before, last time he told them, I want you to tell David that he's a great guy and everything and so on. But now he's telling them straight out, uh, that, that you should find a way to put David to death. However, despite this, Yonatan, the son of Saul, he, he was very, he desired David much. Chafetz means he, he, he loved him very much. So Yonatan needed to do something about this, so he chooses the route. And this interesting set up the contrast between Yonatan and how he deals with this uh, enmity between Saul and David. And later, what we'll see later in this chapter, and we'll read in today's podcast, how his sister Michal, David's wife, deals with this enmity. There's some significant important differences. So, My father Saul wants to kill you. And now, I want you to um, be really careful tomorrow morning. Because um, you need to stay out in hiding and stay in a place in secret where no one knows where you are and you need to hide. Apparently, no one, in other words, no one else besides me. And, and you know, it seems like David does not yet believe that Saul is out to kill him. So Jonathan wants to prove it. So any eight say, I will go out. 
I will stand next to my father in the field where you are hiding. So in other words, so I know where you're hiding. You'll be in behind a rock, behind a, I don't know, a big tree in a little cave, somewhere where you won't be seen. And I'll bring my father close enough, presumably with an earshot. And I will speak about you to my father. And I'll see if I find anything out and I will tell you. So in other words, this is the way I will tell it to you. By, by in a backhanded way. So that I'll be talking to my father. It's hard to understand exactly what Jonathan was trying to do. And the best understanding that... That, that I've seen some commentaries say and that really makes the most sense is, is that <clears throat> Jonathan wants David to see how his father is really talking. He wants David to, to see it. And the only way Saul will openly speak in front of Jonathan about David is if David isn't there. So therefore, he wants to orchestrate it in such a way that Saul will not know that David is there. So David will then get an honest hear an honest conversation and hear how Saul really feels so that David can do the, uh, what he needs to to protect himself. So, so here's presumably, this is verse 4, this is the conversation. David, uh, Jonathan spoke regarding David well. In other words, he's standing there with Saul out in the field, El Sha'olaviv to Saul his father. And he spoke well, in other words, he complimented David, and he said after describing David and how great he was and how much he's accomplished for the country, he says, The king should not sin against his servant, against David. He hasn't done anything against you. David has done nothing to harm the king. But on the other, uh, to flip, the opposite. He, his actions were very good for you. His actions have defeated your enemies. Much more so, he went out to war and took his life at risk. It, uh, literally, he took his life in his hands. And he struck down the Philistine. Now, this Philistine is said in singular um, language, so it's presumably referring to Goliath or Goliath, that Philistine. But Plishti, sometimes uh, the, 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 the Navi refers to a nation in singular terms. So that Plishti could mean, and he struck the Philistines in plural, as we have seen so far that in many battles David was successful against the Philistines. Regardless, the point is the same, and that is, is that he took his own life at risk. And now it's kind of ironic because Shaul was the one who who wanted David to have his life at risk because he was hoping that he would lose his life. But so, but David went and did it. And then through David's uh, being his messenger, God brought out a great salvation to the entire people of Israel. And at the time when we beat the Philistines, you saw it and you were really happy, right? Why should you <coughs> sin by killing Someone who is innocent, to kill David for nothing. There's no, there was no rebellion. He, he didn't do anything to hurt you. In fact, he did the opposite. So when this happened, and this was the conversation that Jonathan had with Saul, we don't hear Saul stating that I, I want to kill David, but, but David can surmise the, from the fact that Jonathan speaks to his father this way that clearly that was his father's original intent. But here... For a, at least for a moment, Shaul heard Bikol Yonatani. He heard Jonathan's voice. In other words, he heard what the, the essence of what Jonathan was saying. And Saul swore, 
by 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 as as God lives, I will never, uh, I will not kill David. Now, um, Saul has before been willing. Remember, uh, back a couple chapters ago, in the beginning of Saul's career, was almost willing to kill Jonathan himself. And Jonathan, Jonathan, as good as anyone or better than anyone knows that Saul's word is not exactly uh, solid here, and um. <laughs> But at least for the moment, he appealed to Saul's sense of justice, and um, he brought him down from that arrogance and anger, <clears throat> and reminded Saul of the of the good feelings that Saul had towards David when David brought about that victory. So, so here, um, so he manages to convince him by David. So, in other words, Jonathan confronted his father's anger, right? and explained to him why it was unjustified, and at least momentarily brought Saul down from that arrogant and angry and jealous rage, and brought him down to a, a place of more common sense. And Yonatan then, presumably Saul went back to the wherever, to the palace or wherever, and Jonathan called to David, and and Jonathan told him all of these things. Apparently, David may not have been in such close earshot so that he could um, hear the details of everything that had happened. And so Jonathan brought David back to Saul. So Jonathan is trying to be the peacemaker here. He's trying to keep his father's senses and wits together and trying to uh, patch up this, this relationship. And at least momentarily, David served in front of Saul, just like he did before. But now, you know, the entire house, the entire royal house, knows that Saul wants David gone. Now, um, and it's, it, this continues um, as follows. V'tosef the war continued. Apparently, the Philistines uh, were not easily conquered. They lost many battles, but they were still causing lots of trouble. So, the war continued. David, David, who is now you know the general, he's in charge of the troops, so he goes out. And he wages war against the Philistines. And he struck them. A tremendous victory against the Philistines, and they ran from before him. So again, and here is the key thing: what is it that makes Saul turn? Not the fact that David does anything against him, because he doesn't. It's the opposite. When David is immensely successful, that is what drives Saul's hatred, and this is the key. It is when a person is arrogant, when a person is jealous. Um, it doesn't make sense because Saul gained a lot from this victory. The, the president, uh, you know, in this case the king, should be really happy when his general is victorious. But when the, when, when, but when the person, because the nation won, there was a tremendous victory. This is great for the kingdom. But that's only when you look at it from an objective perspective. But Saul's perspective was anything but objective. It was, it was personal. It was, uh, he looked at it as, him being the leader, you know, and anytime someone else is successful, he just sees it with jealousy. So immediately, the Spirit of God was bad over Saul. And this Spirit 
of God being bad, it seems to be a reference to some sort of mel- you know melancholy or 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 some sort of depression, where Saul gets depressed when he sees that someone else is being successful. As long as he's being successful, great. But someone else that makes him jealous, that makes him angry, and makes him suspicious that David is going to try to take away um, the kingdom from him and so on. So, and he was, was sitting in his house. This is reminding us that, that he was sitting in his house in his palace while David was out there fighting. And while he's sitting in his house, he's holding in his hands a spear. And David, with his hand, he was playing a musical instrument. So, again, that image, the, the dichotomy between Saul sitting there with a spear and David with a musical instrument. Saul sitting with anger and jealousy and David um, bringing peace and calm and, and beauty to the house of the palace of David. And what happens by David So Saul tried to um, strike David with the spear and tried to pin him uh, to drive the spear between uh, David against the wall. But David was able to uh, to escape. So this is the second time this happened. Although the first time David wasn't aware of Saul's enmity, you know, Saul's desire to kill him, and and he was kind of still living in in um, in denial. But now David no longer is living in denial. He knows exactly what Saul has in mind. So David nas and David therefore ran by Imalate and on that night he ran away and escaped from Saul's wrath and escaped from his from his spear. So this peace that um, lasted for a short time. Unfortunately, it was only a short time. All it needed was one great victory for David, and Saul's jealousy uh, came up in him again, and and um, and uh, and uh, David now had because of Jonathan. David has been tipped off. David knows exactly what Saul has in mind, so he ran away. Um, so this, uh, this I'm going to stop here. This will be 19a. Um, we're going to continue to read. Um, uh, chapter 19 in the next podcast and continue the sorry story of Saul's pursuit of David um, and we'll see more and more opportunities for Saul to turn around for him to change path but in constantly no matter how many opportunities are given him he 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 doesn't he doesn't get the message Uh, Thank you so much for studying together chapter 19a. Looking forward to studying 19b and the rest of this beautiful book together.